Hey, special educators, I'm Jennifer from Positively Learning. Welcome to the Special Educators Resource Room. If you're like me, you're always looking for ways to save time and streamline your work. That's why this podcast was created, to give you the systems and solutions you need to get your time back. Tune in for tips, tricks, and tools that will help you manage your workload and make the most of your time. Whether you're brand new or experienced, all are welcome in the Special Educators Resource Room. Hey, Special Educators, this is Jennifer. Before we jump into today's topic, I wanted to share with you a special giveaway that I am throwing in honor of the podcast launch. So be sure to listen all the way to the end to get more details on how you can easily enter the giveaway. All right, today's topic is all about returning to the special education classroom setting after a extended break. So maybe you're listening to this and it's near the end of winter break and you're just now starting to think about returning to school. Or maybe you're thinking, great, Jennifer, I've been back for a whole week. Either way, I think these tips are going to be helpful any time of year, whether it's back to school after winter or spring break, maybe even after a long weekend. All right, the very first thing that I would focus on is refreshing routines. In fact, if this is the only thing that you accomplish on that first day back, you are still ahead of the game. It's so important for those routines to be set as our students transition back to school. Routines help our students feel comfortable and secure in the classroom. Then they're going to be ready to focus in on their work. Now, if you're listening to this and thinking, "Uh oh, our routines were falling apart way before break, it's okay to take this time to establish new routines. As our students continue to learn and grow, we can continue to adjust our routines to support them. All right, the next thing that I suggest doing is building some extra time into the first day back for a community meeting, such as a morning meeting. Maybe this could look like a slideshow of your school schedule and routines and what students can expect. Or maybe your morning meeting is a character education book read aloud where students can listen, they can ask and answer questions as they get back into the swing of things. The purpose of this community time is just to reaffirm that the classroom is a special place to be and that your students are important members of that classroom community. After the morning meeting, I would also look for opportunities to connect with students individually. Now, this could be less than a minute. This could be greeting a student by name at the door or asking a question about lunch in the hallway, or maybe you're pulling a small group and you're doing quick performance tasks. It's just an opportunity to check in with students individually, maybe provide some positive feedback with them and let them know that you're glad to see them back. The next tip that I suggest is check in with any families, especially families that might need assistance. Now, we had a food pantry set up in our school that our social worker worked with families. So that was often a busy place when we returned from an extended break. 
but maybe in your classroom, it's as simple as sending home a email or classroom newsletter or sending something through Classroom Dojo if that's something that you use. It can just be a quick tip on routines and how to get back in the swing of things. It doesn't have to be anything too formal. Now, what I did at my school is we had to have evidence of communication a minimum of once a month with families on students on our caseload. And of course, many of our families were communicating way more than once a month, but we had to file this evidence with our third party billing. So it was good to make sure that we always had something in place. So what I did is I made a one page classroom newsletter that could be printed, tucked in backpacks and sent home. And I just made several that could be used during the year. So I had one for literacy tips, one for math tips, one for um, healthy habits for students for the particular age group I worked with. And I just kept these on hand. So I always had some way of sending home some supportive communication. So that's an idea that you could have as well. All right, this next tip is actually for me because this is the one I learned the hard way. The tip is to set aside some time to revisit previously mastered objectives. So in my case, I always felt like we were on a roll and then we got interrupted with a break. And then when we returned, I was so excited to keep moving forward. And what happened was it seemed like my students had forgotten everything we had learned. Now, of course, they didn't really forget, but we just needed more time to review, to reinforce that previously mastered material and to get reacclimated to those classroom routines. So that was something I learned the hard way. Don't be me. <laughs> Along the same lines, I also recommend taking time to review goals. For example, short-term and long-term goals or IEP goals. You can talk with your students about where we've been, where we are right now, and where we're going. Now with young students, it might just be what we're gonna be doing in the upcoming week or month. Older students may be talking about what's happening this quarter or semester. You can adjust that for what your students need. Now the next step I've never really heard mentioned before, but I always did it and it was super effective. This tip is to check in with your coworkers. So my students would spend time in both the inclusion classroom setting and the resource room. So it was really beneficial for me to check in with the gen ed teacher to see what they're gonna be doing on this return after break. Is it gonna be seasonal and holiday fun or is it gonna be back to business as usual? Same thing with related service providers. So I wanted to see what was gonna be happening in the classroom, what my students were gonna be experiencing wherever they went in the school, and then I'd be able to adjust accordingly. If they were having a big party celebration, then I might be doing more basic needs. It's always a balancing act. So the next tip is gonna to contradict that. The next tip is to host a classroom celebration. Now, you're probably saying, what? Well, if you find out it is gonna be business as usual in the gen ed classroom setting, maybe you could do some more celebration activities in your classroom. So in the resource room, celebration often look like thematic materials. So we would keep those basic routines in place. So for example, if students were going to do writing, maybe after winter break, it would be New Year's writing. Or maybe our literacy centers had some type of 
winter snowflake theme. The purpose of this type of classroom celebration is just to get everyone excited about learning together again. It doesn't have to be some kind of extravagant, different party atmosphere. All right, so I've just celebrated eight tips, but I have one more tip to share. And you know what? This might be the most important tip of all. All right, this last tip is both for you and your students, and that is to focus on your social emotional well being above all else. Reminding your students to take care of themselves and ensuring that they are safe and respected, heard and supported, included encouraged, celebrated, and inspired. I hope this was inspiring for you. Uh, Be sure to bookmark this podcast episode for future listening after your next break, long weekend, or whenever you need a pick-me-up. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Before you go, I want to share about an exclusive giveaway for you as a listener. All right, there are two ways to enter. So you can enter twice. Here's the first way. If you take a screenshot of this episode, wherever you're listening to it, and add it to your Instagram stories and tag me at Positively Learning, which is one word, you're going to be entered to win. Another entry is if you leave a review for the podcast, screenshot your review, add it to your Instagram stories and tag me at Positively Learning, you're going to have another entry. So here's the prize. There are two options. The first option is the entire Special Educators Resource Room Bundle, which is a $300 value. The other option is a $100 gift card to Amazon. I added that in case you already own the bundle. So if you are the lucky winner, I will reach out to you and you can let me know which prize you prefer. Now this giveaway is time sensitive. It is for the entire month of January 2023. So if you are listening to this after this date, please still share and tag me. You never know. I may be saving your name for a future giveaway. Thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you next week at the Special Educators Resource Room. Thanks so much for tuning in. And I'm dying to ask, what'd you think? Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. You can find the show notes and links for everything mentioned in this episode at PositivelyLearningBlog.com. See you next week for more special education solutions.